1: Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT and T. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him
2: on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is
3: breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbo IBRANTS 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR-positive, HER2-negative NBC as the first hormonal-based therapy. tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss,
4: vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. See
1: y'all, I come from the school of Tupac. I'm a rival. You don't want to watch I'm not your Hold up. Taz, I don't want to ask you a question real quick. Let's just keep a real straight shot with no chaser. I'm gonna get a little bit rough here. I'm here for it. Those who really believe in the American process, all of us. Straight shot, no chaser, with your girl Tesla Figaro on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Now you're talking to the only person, Marcus, that pushed not only that. When he had to get on Bernie's ass about Black Lives Matter, Bernie Sanders threw him under the damn bus. Y'all don't know what y'all talking about. You got to get some experienced guys for real, real talk and stop listening to everything you hear on YouTube. That is a great place. It's a great influence. But it's nothing like working on a campaign to see how this shit really, really goes.
2: Yeah, and Tez, I just want to say one more thing. Uh, Like, these candidates, and I I know i may be preaching to the choir for a lot of these people, but these candidates are just vehicles for pushing policies and pushing shit through. A lot of us that hopped on Bernie back in 2015, 2016, we did so not because, you know, we thought he was the great white hope or, you know, he was just this miraculous white guy. No, we saw him as a vehicle to push shit that we cared about and had been fighting for within the Democratic Party. Like, we were all ex DNC people. We were all ex-establishment people. I was a former
1: Democratic Party. Chairman. Well, I wasn't. Hold on. Speak for yourself, though, but go everybody,
2: ahead. But I'm yeah. like michelle Marcus, a, a large majority of us came from that Democratic establishment, but we were the ones that were pushing the establishment from the inside to know, you know, to know a dude. And so when Bernie came around talking that language, we saw him as a vehicle to push shit that we had been fighting for for years, decades at that point. And so, Once we reached that point and then Bernie was no more, we had to go back to those same spaces. We were on black ball. None of us had get campaign jobs. None, none of the black establishment folks in our hometowns and places we work wanted to work with us because of, you know, we have been blackballed for our support. So for, you know, for our support for Bernie. So we put our necks on the line to push issues relative to black people and ended up blackballed financially because of our support for the white
1: man. Well, and let me speak. Hey, let me let me yeah, speak yeah, to can can that. because Can I speak to that right quick while I got a witness in the room? So Danny just spoke for him on why he got on the campaign, not me. I told Mark is out the gate. And I had just put an application at Kroger And this is real talk I told him out the gate Fuck Bernie Sanders I'm here for black people, bottom line So I just want to make sure because Marcus said, I want to make sure we make the distinguish, distinguish who is talking and who ain't. Yeah, they might have got on because they thought he had the best message. I told Marcus, I'm here for Senator Turner. I think I'm here to help her. I was her director of communication before she got on that campaign. I want to make sure she tight. I want to make sure that black people that we have a voice of black people regardless. I didn't take nan damn picture with Bernie Sanders. Fuck him up. His ass didn't make me no difference. I was there for black people. So I just want to make sure I'm not saying Danny wasn't, but I remember quite well because Marcus said, well, you know, you got to be for my guys. Ain't about your guy with me. It's about it's about black people. So I went in knowing wasn't nobody gonna give me no job after and wasn't nobody gonna work with me. I went in uh being what, what y'all say on Twitter the opt. So I, I was an opt, I guess, because I <laughs> I went in being an opt for black people and didn't give a damn about it. And I knew the moment I was gonna throw Bernie Sanders under the bus, and I could tell you the exact moment after we went ran Michigan, after we won Michigan, and he little girl me and had me sit at the little girl table, the kitty table, when we all went to dinner and they closed off the whole restaurant and I knew I was the only one to introduce them to them five black people and he had me sit at the kitty table. I sat right there the entire time saying, oh yeah, it's on and popping. And I'm going to circle the block. So I just want to make sure we're clear about what's what. Danny is right. I was not establishment at all. I was there because My move is always to make my clients better, to make their message better. And so I was there because Senator Turner brought me on the campaign and I was never feeling Bernie personally because I'm not a socialist, by the way, guys. But my skill set was helpful in what I did. So, again, for those of you that don't understand why I work with certain people, or I'm I'm making that point to say a lot of y'all don't like people that. Work with me, like somebody in the comments said. Oh, Tessa's speaking facts, and I don't rock with her. Well, guess what? You ain't got to rock with me, nigga. I ain't looking for no rocks. Oh, ain't nobody looking for no rocks. So you ain't got to rock with me. I don't rock with everybody that I agree with. Politics is about not permanent friends, permanent enemies, but about permanent interests. And at that particular time, I had a skill set that was beneficial to my client at the time and beneficial to that campaign. And 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 we proved that it worked. And I sat there, and that was that. And then after I got off the campaign, after seeing all that I saw, that is when I decided to say what I said about Bernie Sanders, just for clarity. Go ahead, Marcus.
5: I I got got one last thing. Um, I will talk about some of the meetings that I was a part of, because, of course, you want to be, you want to bring your African-American outreach director in the room when you're meeting with Al Sharpton. You want to bring african American Outreach Director in the room when you talk to the SCLC, and I sat there and I was quiet, and I listened. They gave Bernie some of them gave him a fair shot. Some of them were just doing it because it was like it looked wrong if we don't speak to Bernie, right? So <laughs> they would have these meetings with these important <laughs> black people or these poor, these black folks that are some of the establishment, and not once did the word reparations come up from any of these people. Not once. When we're in the room with some of the most powerful black folks in America, not once. So imagine how hard it was for a person who was not nuanced. A white guy from Vermont who has a black staffer in his ear on a daily basis screaming reparations. And then the most important black people to you, the folks that you see on television, the folks that you think are the ones that are leaders of our community, don't bring up reparations. Oh, he was completely assert- asserted of himself that he had made the right decision until somebody blew him up, until the spot got blew up by Mujahideen, until the spot got blew up by organizers on the street, Till the spot got blew up by people who were like, okay, well, you ain't talking about shit unless you're talking about reparations. I needed some kind of backing, some kind of proof, some kind of other people besides myself in his ear. That's why building a movement and having an organization around this shit is so goddamn important from the outside.
1: Go ahead. Um, Naheem, it looks like you had something to say.
6: Peace, peace. What's going on, Sister Tez? Uh, you know, shout out shout out to everybody in the room. I want to, real quick, I, you know, because you brought up Gabe and, and the reparations, but I, I want to get up and acknowledge them. I want to give a shout out to Gabriel Piamonte, who ran in Chicago's Fifth Ward, I want to give a shout out to Brother Marcel, who ran in, is I believe, the Clyburn's district, the 6th district in South Carolina. I want to give a shout out to Sister Tamara Johnson-Shirley, who ran for the U.S. Senate seat in, in the state of Georgia. I want to give a shout out to all of the reparationists that are doing work all across the nation in their local municipalities. A lot of people don't know what's going on because a lot of it is not. Uh, being publicized, and some people kind of tend to keep a lot of that stuff quiet. So I wanted to just get up here and give an acknowledgement in that regard. Uh, Sister Tamara Johnson Shirley, she came to an event that I organized, uh, you know, Be the Power and the United Sons and Daughters of Freedmen in the city of Atlanta for June t- Juneteenth, twenty twenty one. She brought. Uh, several uh, local officials through one of them being uh, Khadija Abdul Rahman, who was the Fulton County Commissioner at that time. And she brought her whole staff and we were able to make some connections and have some good, good dialogue. And I just want to say to the reparation that one day we're going to have our Twitter spaces like this where we could recap on some of our you know, failures and our successes in the same way that Sister Teslin and, and brother Danny and Torin, et cetera, et cetera, have have had their successes and their failures in this space. So I, I really just wanted to come up here and give that acknowledgement. We uh, we are still wrapping our hands, and we are still hitting the punching bag. Mm-hmm. We are still on the track jogging, getting ready for our fight. And when we get up in the ring, because we have failures, whether it be from what happened with the Bernie Sanders campaign, or with what happened with Brother Marcel's run, or or Sister Tamara Johnson Shirley's run, are we gonna know which punches to slip and how to counter, and all of those? All of those other things. So that's, that's basically what I wanted to, to get up and but say. But stay
1: right here though, because sure, I, I gave them a shout out. It's not, you know, we got to no, get out of it. No, like, no, I, yeah. I mean, and, but I, but I want to be clear though. One thing on being able one day to talk about the successes and affairs is also the ability to learn and adjust. And so I still stand by everything that I said and I'm going to continue to stand by everything that I said. And the best way to run a campaign is, and I, and I mean that. If Gabe is spending more time and I'm I'm not saying he's not spending more time on whatever, I'm just going by, you know, the information that that is available, made on public. If somebody has ran multiple times and they are struggling with getting. Three, four five hundred people to come, they need to spend time on the ground, more time on the ground. And again, activists, what you do is not what candidates do. And candidates talking, spending any amount of time talking to people that cannot vote for them is not a wise thing to do as a candidate. It just doesn't, it doesn't, it, it, th- that math will never change anytime because you don't have a lot of time. And so if people, it's great to say, Oh man, we put, we, we got some great relationships together. We got some great conversations. Baby, I'm trying to tell you how to make a impact. Because I want to see you. I'm not even talking about winning the race. I'm talking about making an effective impact. We didn't win Bernie Sanders campaign, but the impact was effective based on the things that we've done. And the only way to do that is to learn. I'm not saying you're offended, but the only way to do that is to not be offended for those who are and to learn. And I'm telling you, when you only have 10 hours in a day. And if you've never worked a campaign, if you if you you have told me yourself, you've never managed somebody's campaign. So how can you say well, one day we're going to be able to say, how do you know if you've never worked a campaign? I'm telling you to work a campaign. Your candidate needs to be spending every moment of the day talking to their voters. Now, if they want to have a surrogate that's on Twitter hosting these spaces all day, raising money. Great. That's what they bring you in to do. Bring in a fundraiser to do that. But a candidate should be knocking on their doors all day, every day, because you don't have the time. It's not standing at the corner giving out flyers. It's not just making random stops here or there and shaking hands and having conversations. I'm telling you what it is, honey. And so it's good enough. to. It's not good enough to me to say, well, one day we'll be able to. Well, how are you going to get to the one day if I'm telling you what it is? They got to be able to speak. They have to spend all of their time. I I get that you believe in Gabe as a candidate because of what he stood for. I'm not, I told you, I'm not, I'm I'm with you on that. I I don't have no problem with that. You can support whoever you want to support. But Gabe sitting up on this Twitter space, two and three hours, answering questions from people that he don't even know. People that can say, well, I live in Chicago. How did he know? That is a fool's errand. It's a fool's errand. It just is. Even if he didn't win the race, there was three hours that he should be talking to somebody in his district. But then when I read that he don't like going to certain events because he don't want to hobnob and he don't want to be around the establishment. He don't wanna, well, no wonder you only get 400 people to show up. You can't do that as a candidate. Now, if he want to be an activist, Yes. It's two different jobs. Naheem. that's all I'm saying. You can't be a forklift driver and say, well, I'm a forklift driver, but, you know, I'm gonna be over picking fruit all day because it's still a good thing to pick fruit. And people need fruit and people got to eat fruit. But I'm hiring you to be a forklift driver. You got to know what these positions require. That's the first thing in my training that you were a part of the description, the job description. And for these candidates out here that are going for these big ass seats, when well, you're trying to galvanize a million people and you mean to tell me you think talking on Twitter to 50 people that's going to help you galvanize 50% of a million people that don't make sense. And that's why you're not going to be taken serious. So let's forget all of that. One day I have a dream. Let's talk about right now. The reality of the dream is right now. Naheem, you go talk on Twitter. You go if, if fundraising if Marcel if fundraising is a great tool for Marcel, great. Somebody need to volunteer and 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 do these spaces and fundraise and tweet. And Marcel need to be spending every waking day talking to his voters. This is by his own admission. He said he's he's still very shy to do it. Reason why he's shy to do it is because he don't do it enough. I'm giving you the hard truth. The more you get out there and talk to people, the easier it will become.
7: So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash b-e-n, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash b-e-n.
8: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., at lifelock.com news. That's lifelock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here.
4: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering nineteen online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at Trinityschool.org. That's TrinitySchool.org.
2: And Tess can I make a point. Yes. And, and and I echo everything you said. Like it's super easy, and this isn't a shot or anything like that, but as especially as first time candidates. It's super easy and natural to run towards people who agree with you, you know, people who are singing your praises, all this type of stuff. And you get caught in this cycle and thinking that's the electorate. These are my voters. These are, you know, folks that are retweeting me, that are supporting me. But when you look at the, the larger scheme of these, there's a much bigger electorate that you're not talking to. The average voter in most of these stations across the country, particularly Black communities, is 55 plus. Those folks are oftentimes not on Twitter, and so it's a, it's, it's it's hard to go out there and talk to people. It's hard to go in spaces, you know that you, that aren't you know particularly I guess friendly to you. I'm managing um, a client in Nashville. You know, we had three forums on yesterday. You know, two kind of I guess basic business ones, and then the last one of day was one. GOP folks. She's not a GOP candidate. She has, she's probably not going to get. A third of the vote from that room, but just showing up to it, still bringing her platform, her message to it, checking that box was all she needed to do. And that was, people would never be found online. Those people would never be found in, in you know, inside this digital space. But you got to show up and showing up is going to the door, going to that meeting, you know, actually targeting your voters. Like a lot of, a lot of the chatter I see on Twitter, sometimes I lean into it, sometimes I don't. But a lot of the chatter on Twitter seems to be identified or, or organized around we're not doing any type of precinct analysis. Like we don't know who our universe is. Like there are millions of voters in these states, but have you carved out a universe? And are those the people that you're talking to on a day to day basis, if they're on Twitter, perfect, you're doing the right thing. But chances are, and you know, and and, and common political theory and knowledge teaches us that those people are not on Twitter. So it's then- hard work, but that separates the good candidates.
1: From, uh, and and again, I was the first one to say that everything I I commend myself because damn sure ain't nobody else willing to do it. But when you saying one day we're going to sit around and talk about it, what have we been talking about? We were talking about on the groundwork. We were talking about Danny literally going and organizing uh the HBCU by himself. I was talking about how I went and literally by my goddamn self organized Flint with my baby. And my mother with cancer, I'm, I'm giving you on the ground shit. Uh, you ain't heard me say one time, man, we got online and boy, we was able to really get people to galvanize around Bernie Sanders. We're giving you stories on the ground. And all I'm simply saying is, because I, I benefit nothing from telling you this. I actually charge $250 an hour, by the way. But I'm looking at the Ballopedia. It's 188,000 people in Clyde Burns District. I do not diss Marcel for getting 2,503. That's a damn good number for the first time. Marcel says, hey, but I'm able to get more people that now are talking about me, now talking about reparations. He's right, but where are the 2,500? They should be in a pack right now. I'm telling you how to play the game. It's what Bernie Sanders did. When he got off the 2016 campaign, he went and opened up our revolution. So those 2,500 people, maybe 50% of them, even a 1,000, A thousand of them right now should be in a pack. And then he wouldn't have to pay volunteers to eat up all his money. But Marcel spends a lot of time trying to get y'all to run. A lot of times arguing with y'all about reparations. A lot of times cooking with y'all ass. No. If I was his campaign manager, I'd snatch his ass off this Twitter. That is not, I'm not talking about him winning, Naheem. I'm talking about The thousand If he get a thousand people to follow him around like an army everywhere he go that's locked in with him, they would have to listen to him. It's not enough to just get on a bullhorn and go viral. That's great. I'm glad that Marcel does that. I'm glad that he goes into a room and yell at Marianne Williamson and get on a box and tell everybody, stand up at the bullhorn and tell everybody it's not a damn thing you can do about it. I love it. But imagine if a, a thousand people was behind him like Verizon. I've done this shit, Naeem. I'm telling you what it is, and I'm telling you how to get there.
6: No, no wait, let me, because I don't want to, I don't want anybody to be confused by, by, by my shout-out. I just wanted to shout my people up.
1: But I don't want to do no. I want to get to this operation. No,
6: no, no. <laughs> I, got you, I got you. I got you. I got you. Look, I, the, what you're saying is stuff that we've said. Some of the people that I've mentioned, oh, we've had these conversations with. And the advice that you've given, not just on this Twitter space, but over your time entering in this space is a lot of what we said to a lot of people that's on our side of things three years ago, three years ago, the uh, what I learned at your boot camp, for instance, it enhanced my knowledge so that I, I would know exactly what needs to be done with anybody that's calling themselves running for office or using a reparationist platform. Everybody's campaign is not directly connected to everybody in the movement. We we support certain individuals because they are reparationists and we know that. And, I, you know, I just wanted to be clear on that.
1: Yeah, with, with and you as said, you should, because you're, you're, yeah, okay. as you should, you as an activist, as a PAC, as you know, what you guys do, be the power. You're supposed to do that. I want to be clear. You're supposed to identify candidates that you support. I want to be very clear. There are two different things. You're supposed to get behind them and help them with, you know, fundraising. Like you did bringing them into the Twitter space, introducing them to the people. I am simply criticizing Gabe as a candidate, not what you're, what you did, but as a candidate, he should have turned down. The opportunity to talk to people that are not his voters. That tells me he's not managing his campaign appropriately. Because not only did he do it that one day, he continued on. And he's doing it now. On the live, the thing that I saw y'all did last week or so ago. He's doing it now. Nobody's impressed. And and anybody can get on here and say, I live in in Chicago. or I got friends in Chicago. That's not how this shit works. So I, it ain't even, him. I don't even know the, know the man personally. And I'm not even getting into the reasons why people don't like him, don't like him. You are, you, your organization is about supporting candidates. I have no problem with that. I'm saying that Gabe as a candidate, if he wants to get more than 300 people to show up, he's going to have to spend more time on the ground. And anytime I see a candidate spending any amount of time, lengthy amount of time online, that's a problem. That, that's all I'm saying. And and with Marcel, I know he say all the time, he's stretched in all different types of ways. Knocking on doors, fundraising, volunteers, here, here, here. He's doing all of that. And I tell him all the time, this is going to wear you down. You cannot be convincing these people to be a candidate when you, you got to be the candidate. Are you the candidate? Or are you convincing them to be the candidate? Like you can't can't do all of those things at once because you only got 24 hours in a day. It's called discipline and focus and paying attention to your job description. When I do the front page news, guys, I'm not sitting. I focus on the thing. I'm not trying to follow up with the rumor rumor report and what's going on in pop culture and what's going on here and what's going on there, because I can't keep up with all of that. In order to know what I'm talking about, I got to have my head all the way down and what I'm talking about, because I'm going to get quizzed on the shit that I know. And then I let the pop culture person talk about that. You can't, you can't always be, I may be familiar with some things, but I'm not trying to keep up with everything going on in the shade room and everything going on. That's why y'all see my message consistently. I don't be sitting up here one minute talking about reparation, reparation. Next minute, I'm talking about politics. Next minute, I'm talking about dating. Next minute, I'm talking about colorism. The next minute I'm asking, well, why black women wear uh real hair and fake hair? The next minute I'm talking about this and talking about that. That shit look crazy. At some point. You got to drill down in the shit that you that you want to be taken serious in. My message has never been different. It's been the same for the last decade plus. I may have fun and talk about fun little things, but at the end of the day, you can go back and pull any of my receipts for the last 10 years on radio, television, blog, talk, radio, 10 people listening, 20 people listening. It's been the same message consistently. That's all I'm saying. And you don't have to have followers to be taken serious. You don't have to have a bunch of numbers. You don't have to win a race to be taken serious. You're taken serious by the amount of discipline that you're putting into your craft. And you guys got scholarship on lock. Y'all read the whole library. But it's not just scholarship. The action part got to come from the candidate.
6: Yeah, uh, no, 100% correct. I got somebody that, that hit me up there from Chicago. I think they want to get up and speak about the situation with Gabe. I I don't know if that's something you want to do. Because I, I don't know everything. You know, I just, I just know what I know. And we support all candidates that's running on the reparations platform over at, at Be The Power. Yeah,
1: and me. as you should. And guess what? Unless that person, ask that person how many campaigns have they won. Then they can get up. Tell them to, in the comments, put the, how many campaigns they won with the website, sh- citing the, the ones they won. And I'd be happy to bring them up. And I'm not saying that being funny, but I'm being real as hell. This is about experience. I'm talking about operation, uh, operative stuff. I'm not talking about supporting people because of their vision. Those are two totally different things. If they can't speak to how many campaigns they what they know what they're talking about, I don't know what value they bring in this conversation because I'm talking about operative stuff. So maybe they can put the question down in the thing and we can bring them up. But it, it may it, I'm I'm looking at his ballotpedia. I'm not talking about, I can look at somebody's ballotpedia and it can tell me what it is. I, I don't know nobody got to tell me. Oh, but what happened was the establishment was against him, this and that. That don't mean shit to me. I'm talking about the numbers and what I saw. That's that's what I'm telling you. I'm looking at the numbers. And I'm looking at what I saw him do on Twitter. Let me be very clear. No candidate has time to be talking to people that are not their voters. That's it. That's all. It's nothing anybody can tell me different. 10,000 people voted in Gabe's election. 10,000. To get 400 out of 10,000, I'm not dissing that, that's fine, but you said he ran more than once. As a campaign manager, I'm going to ask, why were you spending any time talking to people that can't help you? The PAC is supposed to raise the money to give. I'm telling you how the Jewish people do it. At their PAC. A PAC. The PAC gives the money to Gabe. You give the money to Gabe. Be the Power gives the money. Hey, here's $1,000, here's $2,500, we support you. It's not for him to come in and spend any of his talking time talking to people who are not his voters. It serves him nothing. All it did was cause a bunch of drama. And that's not to disno, I'm just telling you what it is. No successful campaign manager wants their candidate talking to people that cannot vote for them. That math is never changing. That's never going to change, Naeem, that's all I'm saying. And it's not a diss. It's a pack is a pack job is a pack to support candidates. And a candidate better had ass knocking on doors. A, a, a candidate is supposed to be, I will use this metaphor, but it'll go over Stephen's head. And he'll be so offended. Need to be up there filing somebody motion somewhere, though. But there's another profession. There's another profession where they say, you know, when the when the pimps say, you know, you need to be walking and not talking. Candidates supposed to be on that pavement. That's it. That's all. You said something
6: else naive? Oh, no, no, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. But, you know, uh, Sister Tara, I think I'll tag her in the comment section. And uh, I think she's going to put down some of some of her successes that she's had. In the city of Chicago, I, I don't want to speak in in that regard. I'm mm-hmm. not necessarily
1: yeah. Up nobody's saying that you don't that. have successes. No. Yeah, Tamron, uh, Tam Tamara, I believe. I remember you reached out to me earlier, Tamara. Nobody's saying that people don't have success. It's not what I'm saying. I'm well, saying
6: well, no, no, not, her. not
1: oh. her. I'm talking about yeah. Sima I'm talking Sarah. about bottom she line because when she running yeah, for U.S. Cool. Senate, when you she was running for U.S. Senate. Uh no, Tamera was running U.S. Senate in Georgia, right?
6: Well, yeah. Well, let me just be clear that uh, I was talking about Sister Tara. She's out of Chicago. I tagged her in oh. the comment section. But yes, sister Tamara, uh, but that's one, but let me say, that's one sister that I, I know personally that went out there and knocked doors. That drove to the
1: back Oh, no doors. question. And guess, and guess guess what to my answer and guess what my answer gonna be. Mm-hmm. Guess what my answer is gonna, mm-hmm. gonna be for her and anybody else. I'm not saying it on knock doors. What I'm telling you is hundred percent of your time need to be talking to your voters. hundred percent. I'm not changing that. hundred percent. What's happening, everybody? This is Tesla Figaro. We continue this conversation on the Straight Shot No Chaser Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and check it out and continue the conversation with us.